What do we say to the God of Death? Not today. Listening to game, <laughs> god damn it! Endgame. You're listening to in <laughs> game on the throne. <laughs> too much. You listen to the TV on the throne. There's too many things going on in nerd world right now. Good lord, we have too much stuff to watch. Well, it's pop Actually, culture. Watch this YouTube channel called New Rock Stars, and they usually have like response videos, and they were like all hands on deck. It's like it was in game this weekend, and we had the Battle of Winterfell. We can't keep up. Yeah, I keep alternating in between like doing YouTube videos about both of them. It's hilarious. Yeah. So so yeah, we uh, had a lot going on this weekend. Um, Have you survived? So yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, more survived on both counts than I would have imagined. Can but, we do this? Can we spoil in game on this? Because I think that'll be. I guess we could preface if we Let's do mention do that. it's at this point. In game's been out a while, and and. And the people are listening to this will be like two years from now. So. Yeah, so so spoilers ahead for Game of Thrones and Endgame if it comes to that, just because so I you think know. the serendipity of them together and the comparisons are interesting too. You know, how yeah. they pulled off different things or didn't or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I think that's very interesting that they well, came out yeah, the same we weekend. Go there. Sure. So just if it comes up. <laughs> yeah, just And the deaths, for instance, coverage. too, because you mentioned the first one right off the bat is that we went into this going there's going to be death wall to wall. It's going to be decimated. Yeah. And then you so see in game, like, while it's separate from what I thought, I mean, it's opposite. It's like, okay, that's all great. That's fine. I feel good. It's sad and everything, but it's not brutal. And you're like, yeah, I don't think, I guess it wasn't going to be brutal. And then you go into, I was like, but Game of Thrones, here it goes. And then you're like, it, both of them are like, yeah, it's about what we expected, but yeah, not as brutal like as I thought. Normal body count, yeah. <laughs> like the people that died, I expected all of them to die. <laughs> yeah, maybe a couple more, but the guy that more. didn't, like, yeah. he came off pretty light. Like, oh wow, yeah, this is bonus. It wasn't any super surprise. Like, okay. Now I just feel bad for them. It's like, good lord, what's going to happen to them? That well, now they get in, Well, now they get into a big. I was talking to work with people about this, and it's that. What they pulled off so well in this episode, and we mentioned this last week, we said, what about Beric? He's mentioned that he's kept alive for a purpose. Are they going to pay that off? Have they, are they just said, hey, it's just alive to help people? No. They paid no, it off. No, they paid it off directly, yeah. Directly. You're like, oh my god, that's totally great. And he did, he gives like a kind of an awesome, he's holding him back, he's crucified right there. and He has a great moment. Amazing. I wish he had some last words, maybe, but that was a great Well, what is he going to say at that point? He's he just has all. a great voice, though. He's like the best voice in the show. <laughs> he went into, like, 
But <laughs> he just has to be, and we few, we happy few, yeah. while he's being eaten alive. But the funny thing about it, by not killing people like Jamie or Brienne or Patrick or any of these people, you're like, all right, <laughs> earn it, guys. What are you guys there for in these next episodes? Because now I'm more yeah, excited. For real. I'm like, now what do they I'm have to do? I'm scared of what, what's to come if this wasn't the big battle. Well, apparently, I just listening to like the, the episodes, not still no spoilers really or anything. Um, the, even the only spoiler that's out there is a rumor that's very what you said already, is that somehow Dragonfire and Tyrion. That's the only rumor that's out there, and that's it. But beyond that, the the this next week is a transition thing is directed by David Nutter who did the first two episodes, and then the same Miguel Sapochnik. Who did this last one? Yeah, they want. The well, there may one. be some action. I was I was watching a video and it said that they wanted him to do all three, the fourth and the fifth episode, and he it was, was three, like, four, no five. way. Yeah, he couldn't do them. So, so he's taking a break. So there may be some big action in episode four. Yeah, and also in true Game of Thrones fashion, when you look at the next time on trailer, it's an hour and a half episode, right? So even longer than this one, I think. It looks like they're showing the first five minutes of the episode in that trailer. <laughs> you know, you're like, okay, well, what happens? It shows them talking, shows them funeral pyre, shows Cersei reacting, and then it shows them on the boats headed back down. <laughs> and I, well, I, I think, you know, I have to agree with people that are surprised at what happens because this episode challenges what I thought the general concept of the story was building up to. Right. I mean, unless there's something, and I'm assuming there'll be some things we don't see coming at all. But unless there's like a big element of this Night King storyline that we're just that hasn't come to fruition yet, it seems like that whole thing was just built up to this moment, and that's it. And yeah. that makes me think I thought that the story had shifted to being about the larger issue, which was defending the realm against the Night King. But now it seems like well, maybe I was wrong on that because now they've done with the Night King. Right. And Cersei seems to be the larger threat that they're going to have to deal with for the rest of the show. That's interesting, because that is that's the opposite. Because Cersei's playing the game of Thrones, and I was saying, ah, oh, that's that's we're past that, and blah blah. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, and like, that's I just true. thought that. What's true that we don't know, and now it kind of seems a little bit of the pain in the butt. Is it like Cersei was right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to wait. <laughs> it's like it worked won. out her her way All completely. Right. Because I don't think there's any Dothraki left, barely, right? They, they're they gone. <laughs> it's like Yeah, the Dothrakis are gone. We still have two dragons. That's a good thing, I guess. You might have like a thousand Unsullied left after all that. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, if I'm going to be your military tactician, I'm going to say that putting all those people outside the wall was dumb because the entire plan was to draw out the Night King and go after him. So there's a lot of lives sacrificed. Before we got to that point, yeah, this, that I'm not saying it's unnecessary because maybe it wouldn't come out if there wasn't a battle going on. Like if we were all just sitting inside waiting. Yeah, this is the only one. That's. I mean, there's other things. I I love the way the episode ended, and I like Arya and all the stuff doing. That's great. Yeah, that I don't have any only, problem with that. And the way the episode looked, I didn't have a problem being too dark. I, they had some amazing no, shots and amazing with that. stuff. But this is one of those things. Is it, and somebody explained it this way too, and it is totally true. It's like you watch it, and you're like, it was such a ride the whole way through it, watching it the first time. And then you go back and again start thinking about it. It's like, wait a second. Why did they send all the Dothraki <laughs> just charging into... Hold on. Why would they do... Yeah, why were they that in was, front? That was dumb, because you knew that there was nothing to be gained 
Yeah, like, won't you have archers in front? And they, like, you and also don't, it's the same thing like the Battle of the Bastards. We want to wait for them to charge. I guess my assumption is that once she got them all charged up by setting their falchions on fire, yeah, that they just did what Dothraki do. They're like, we're not strategists, we go straight out. Right. And even though she was surprised that they were getting decimated like that, they kind of had to know that that was going to be the, the Dothraki's deal. They put them in front for a reason. They're like, they're not going to play the game. Right. And maybe they thought, well, maybe they'll go out there and they'll wreck the place and it'll be good. Well, that's a, like, but that's nope. the only thing that kind of sucks is we didn't get to see any like cool battle-like plans unfold or something. Like Even though it was a lost cause... Like like the Blackwater, some stuff. That's what makes some of the battles fun is you get to see some of the strategy play out. Or like, all right, here we go. We're gonna try this. Nope, it's still nothing. I mean, ah, some of this stuff is cool. I like the troop movements as they fall back and that's how great. They, the, yeah. those those. I mean, there's a lot of cool strategy there. That, but I think, you know, Wise and Benioff. I'm starting to realize they do have a, they do have a weakness as writers, in that they they think they're building more tension cleverly than they really are right and you know we talked about this with the Sansa Arya thing they're like we had several scenes where they talked about that to build it up it's like we know we got it we got what you were headed for and this is we've talked about this before in terms of this is I have noticed this writing style when the Hobbit movies came out this weird oops I dropped my keys sort of suspense right, that right, people right. like that just seems to drag things out and these guys do that a lot in their writing where where you're following the bouncing ball. You're like, I know where this is headed. It's cool. It's cool. And they're like, well, this other thing delays them. It's like, yeah, but it's a mundane kind of concern right? compared to what else is going on. Like when you look at John and, and Daenerys' reactions to things, some of them make sense because you're like, Daenerys starts freaking out because she sees the Dothraki just getting blown away and well, she jumps the gun. Well, it gets into but that. But why does John? Yeah, and but it gets into that thing of like, again, it's like, I can we could probably explain away everything that happened. Like you just explained away the Dothraki. Like, yeah, I guess. And they jump in there, and you can explain why she does that. Even maybe he goes after her. But this isn't real life. Like you said, and like you can make this whatever you want. So the the problem is that there's no real big moments for a lot of people. Nobody gets big moments. It's just a lot of chaos. And then in the in you know what I mean they don't they don't pause yeah. down which I think go, is the point I guess to but a, it's, to a degree I but think it that's gets the a point. little but it, then it feels like it it starts to get fatiguing or not just fatiguing but just like oh, I wish there was like you don't want yeah I'm fine with Arya doing that and even jump but you you don't want them to feel like in the end like there's just useless you know doing all that just like going up north is, last year was cool in the moment but it was useless. <laughs> The plan was for the, dumb. Like for the boots on the ground, it makes perfect sense because it's toe to toe, all the wall, all the way around. You get it. Like nobody's having big moments because they're literally getting mobbed by zombies right. and they're doing their best. And those those are all legitimate and authentic. And and that battle is just spot on. But Danny and John are standing there, and they both have dragons, and the entire plan rides on the two of them. Like, everything they're doing is about the two of them keeping their shit together. And yeah. they lose it immediately. Well, they lose it immediately, and then John immediately goes, lands on the ramparts, and sits there for 20 minutes. Like, what are you doing? He sits yeah, down. Like, it's... I thought you were trying to protect Bran. Like, I get that you got caught in a snowstorm for a while, well, but and once then the funny, that was over... And somebody made the argument that's where he is next to it. But the problem is, you didn't show a shot of him, and then you can see the, the, the um, godswood behind him or anything, you know? 
you just figure he's sitting there, and they cut away from him. They don't come back to him. They go through all this drama. They fall back, retreat. <laughs> Everybody gets back there. They can't light the stuff, can't light it. Daenerys can't see the thing, can't light it. Melisandre comes out there, has this whole ordeal, which is cool. All that stuff was great with her, by the way. She's like the MVP of this episode besides the Arya. Yeah, real. I think that was really cool for her character. But she goes out there, does all this stuff. The first shot after they light it, they cut back to him just sitting there. He's 10 feet from the damn trench. I was like, John, get in the game, <laughs> what are you man. Doing? He's, like, he's like, yeah, just like bottle rock. Like, Ding, what are you doing, man? He's like, all yeah. the smoke, Did man. Did you like, have smoke. anything to lose, <laughs> man? Yeah. Come on. I thing? lost it, man. I lost it. What's with all these fire alarms, man? I don't man? think you had anything to lose in the first place, man. <laughs> It's like I just, I just like I really don't want to be doing this robbery, well, man. Like I, I, I want to give that. John his proper credit though. He's ridden a dragon one time. Well, he's the one that was attacking so, me. So he's doing great for like his second dragon ride. And he did and get initially destroying. attacking the Night King, so he got him. Yeah, and he comes close to getting the Night King. I mean, that is his job. I think it's not a character problem. It's just pacing and placement problem like you said when he's sitting there they don't properly explain why he's not available to do other things because he just looks like he's doing nothing well and the thing about and it is even they when just they don't can't cut back see to that the, shot. the signal you would think oh we're in a snowstorm we won't be able to see the signal we should probably get back down because our whole job is to light up that trench which is dumb that the whole thing why did that whole thing ride on the dragon because being able to light the trench? Why what, didn't we just set it up? And that trench is obviously... It's weird even how they just make a little tiny bridge. I was like, they don't even need that. All of them can just swarm it. And within three seconds, the first four rows of those cover the trench. And then they keep running over it. You know what I mean? Like, they got like yeah, 400,000 people. Happened. Yeah, they But even they make a point... But point. they don't even make, make a bridge. The whole thing could be a bridge. You know, they could do that at each point in the <laughs> trench. And like... Yeah. I don't want to turn it into a military strategy. I don't either. Uh, I, 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 but the, I will say well, that I did, if it but was I'm saying... me, like, based on what I'm seeing, and I think you could have predicted this going in, is like if everything's going to bottleneck at that door, I think one dragon on the other side of that door would have made a big difference. When the zombies, like, instead of just, they might break through, just open the door and just blast them. They'd all be bottlenecked. Well, that's what I'm saying. There wasn't, they had, we had one Liana giant part, which is fun. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. And... But then there's Arya. It's her and Arya, which is fine. But they're literally the only ones that have pretty cool... I mean, in Barrack, I guess you could say that, too. But then it's like, okay. Why is Arya there? Did they the, just not... I don't know. The The moments that everybody else has are basically just... Uh, shit, I'm, I'm getting covered by zombies. I'll get them off. Like, Jamie and Brian go back and forth like four times. They're getting yeah, covered. Yeah, and that, I'm, that's <laughs> like, totally legit to me. That's great. Like, I'm all about that, because... Because there's no other way to handle that. Like I it's get it, total chaos. But you just get you it. just want some other bigger moments. Like you need like milestones. I think that's what I'm saying. Like you need bigger. And the thing when about you it have is, marquee players like John and Daenerys. You have to have them have some moments well, because otherwise you're like, why? I feel like you sideline these dragons because the dragons could have won the battle, but you needed a reason why the dragons didn't win this battle. Well, and I think it's just this is what my because I don't want to feel like I'm overcritical of it because it was a fun ride and it has cool parts in it. But I, yeah, the, and it's a great episode. I mean, feeling, all, all together, it's I great. get it's just a little. They were a little overwhelmed by it, by the mm -hmm. amount of people they needed to service. Because then I hear that there's like when they cut down to the crypts, the stuff they show in the crypts is amazing. The Sansa, the Sansa Tyrion conversation, we're like, we should have stayed married. Like you're the best of them. He's like, that's saying, yeah, like, I love that's great. Things. And Masande kind of sticking up, wonderful. 
the moment then they're stuck behind things hiding and he kisses her hand i was like oh my god they're gonna get married when they get out of this i think they're like they've connected yeah they should but what the two two scenes that got cut which are amazing which remember from blackwater when cersei's just drinking and then sansa gets everybody together and starts praying and singing there's there's a scene of her doing that with the people down there which is great because you're the leader sansa and she's just sitting there like you wanted her to be like doing oh, something. Why did they cut anything? They cut that out. Have a super long episode. And at this point? she said that they did a whole, whole this action scene where they kind of because you see them pull out, you know, and like, well, here we go. And then it cuts away, and then it's no. And then again, you see them. I don't need to see them doing kung fu, but the oh, point, that's a missed opportunity. The point too, is that you see I them trying that to was disappointing, like slow motion sacrificing while you know John's doing that while Danny's doing like that would have been cool yeah. to cut back in. I was like, yeah, because it feels because then you feel like oh god, Tyrion's gonna die. Sounds good. They. It was a reason I called it in one of the podcasts. Like, what a that scene where he kisses her hand is so beautiful. It's like, what a wet fart of a buildup. Because they cut away, and then they just, oh, we're at the end of the episode. And have it come to nothing. And we're all alive, oh, yeah. by the way. We don't see how we all survived. We're all fine. Don't worry. I was like, I don't want them to die. Don't get me wrong. But you want to see them like John was, or like, you know, Danny was. Danny, that was compelling. You're like, oh, well, gosh. Well, we want to feel like the danger is real. That's the closest like, she's been to death in the show, you felt like. You're like, oh, no. Yeah, and you kind of respect her a little yeah. bit because now she's boots on the ground. Like, she's she's in the shit. No magic powers oh, or this episode die just like anybody. Totally made me realize. I never even thought of it before. I was like, yeah, Sansa and Daenerys, but they, Danny's going to start training. Because, <laughs> come on, guys. Just basic training. <laughs> just just some... I just like, I love Arya's callback. Well, that's just the thing, because she's pornean. magical and she can ride dragons. Nobody ever thought she needed basic melee skills. But she did well. They did well, so. Yeah, that was a good scene. That's a great scene. I think yeah. people probably would have felt better about the John thing. There, in a, there's a couple of scenes. Like, one thing, when John and Daenerys are up on the cliff waiting for the shit to go down, the Night King just should have hit that snowstorm on them right then. And then then everything would have fallen apart and you'd totally understand why they were thrown off their guard because they were doing the thing they were supposed and to do. And I didn't do. even notice that the first when I first watched the episode. And I actually, that made it get better the second time. Is it like, why aren't they keep strengthening the, 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 white, you know, the whites? It's because right after that snowstorm's in, she makes three passes and the fire goes out instantly. The dragon fire goes out instantly when it hits the ground. You're like, oh, no. All right. Well, yeah, this is so, different yeah. shit than you were dealing with before. So they can't actually be out there. That Like later on in the battle, when we're like, why is he doing that? I mean, so John's, I mean, I, he should be going somewhere else, but he couldn't have been strafing because it wouldn't have done anything at that point. Well, when you talk about there should have been more outstanding moments, I think it would have made more sense if we'd seen a couple of those White Walker generals actually come out and get taken out, and you see like a whole section of the army go down. And you would you think, kind of oh, see wow, they're fighting, fighting, right? Fight, fighting our main characters. all or nothing, it's like we're all just fighting their cannon fodder and none of the generals. Yeah, that would have been a fun the way to engage some of our big players like Brienne and the ones with Valyrian yeah, swords. Yeah, where they realize, <laughs> oh, we got, a, we got a dog in this fight too. We may not be going after the Night King, but we can make a dent. Would have made more sense to That's that. That's kind of I wish. And this. I think when John had cornered the Night King, there should have been a little bit of a fight there. To give people a sense that John and the Night King had a back and forth, and then the Night King should have raised up the dead to to hold John back. I know. I, I think. Well, that's why I, I, I didn't have a problem with this. I think a lot of people came away thinking that they were definitely so certain that John was going to be the one to kill the Night King that they were mad. That I didn't it mind that. Him. I just found that like I didn't mind it at all because when you think about it, this is a perfect no. ending for Arya's arc. To me, it's not about that. Like it's more like I think fighting for the living. I think Danny had a good episode. I mean, even though she was somewhat ineffectual, she had a good journey through that, and 
The problem is John just felt like he didn't do much. He's like, just give him a moment. Well, like I think he should have maybe just a... let him kill that yeah. zombie dragon. Yeah, that's what that's what everybody says. Let him kill it before she does, and then be like, wow, he'd slay the dragon because he can't. Yeah, that'd have been really cool. But I think what they wanted, and and I get this, like they wanted all the the chips are down and everybody's pinned. Right. Like if John took out that dragon, then you would start thinking, oh well, things are turning around. They didn't want things to turn around. They wanted everything at their darkest. And then Arya comes in, and it's like a Hail Mary. Right. And that's what they wanted from the episode. And I respect that. But I think you should have given Jon a little something more to do prior to all of that, just to just to establish he's in the fight. Because people shouldn't walk away feeling that Jon's got nothing in this. I mean, Jon brought all these people together. Arya wouldn't be at Winterfell if it weren't for Jon. Daenerys certainly wouldn't be. I think that's what everybody was saying. That's what I think. I don't think they're saying that, but I think that's some... Well, you have a lot of, like, other sexist people out there saying it would talking about Ray and stuff again but like yeah some people are way madder than they ought to be but I do think that I think some people have legitimately like I feel like he could have been part of it or something you know what I mean or or them together or something I don't mind that to me that end of the episode's fine I like him being able like it shows how just he's like I don't that part, I don't... In the end, I really just have a problem with him in the beginning where he's sitting there. That might be my worst thing. Once he gets on the ground, yeah. I like him running after him. I'm like, ah, oh, you... Once they're off the dragons, it all makes sense. He's running but after him, that pansy. Like, problem, I love that. It's a, it's, a, it's a mix of Hard Home and the Battle of the Bastards. Cause he's, the dragons just make them too powerful. This yeah. is sort of like Thor in Age of Ultron. Like, But that's a great... Whenever they do an Avengers but, movie, they have to explain what Thor is off doing because he's such a super powerful character. They're like, why doesn't Thor just come in and knock Ultron's head off. Like, well, he's got some vision quest down in a pool or some bullshit that he has to do. But And it seems like they do that with these dragons. It's like, we just have to come up with some tomfoolery for them to be fucking around with. Well, that's so why... That the dragons But that's a great... But it's wonderful how they did it right at the end there because that's like all hell is broken loose because that dragon's just flailing. It's like leaking fire from its neck everywhere and it's just destroying yeah, it's the horrifying. castle. And he's like trying to get by. He's like, no, 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 no. He has to come back. I was like, that was, I thought that was great for John. And then everybody's like, why does he get out and scream? I was like, because he's just frustrated. He's like, I like that part. I like when he gets up and just starts screaming at him. Yeah, it. I don't have a problem with it. It, any of It's that. all very visceral. And I think like, the criticism is about Bran. That was masterful. Might be vindicated. Net, yeah. Because cause Bran may still end up having more of a role to play. But again, I think everyone's like, well, I thought Bran was going to have a big role in defeating the Night King. It's like, he did, man! If it wasn't for Bran, they wouldn't have gotten the well, Night King. And that's the thing, too, is like, they try to play He drew the Night King out, and <laughs> that's what got the Night King killed. Well, he gave Arya the dagger. And he's doing, there's like, a lot of unquote, like unanswered stuff about Bran that's kind of unsatisfying. We'll I mean, have to see what they do. But, I they, mean, there's they, still three episodes left, but I'm just saying, in terms of that art, to say, well, they threw all that out. It's like, I, all of it kind of came together in that. Whether you liked that as the resolution or not, like, if Bran weren't there, they wouldn't have got the Night King. If John hadn't done what John did, they wouldn't have got the Night King. Well, yeah, but so I think... To I, say that they just handed well, it off Well, that's the Arya thing, too. I think, I don't think that's... I think they put all the pieces in place masterfully, such as the knife and Arya this whole time. I just think they did some unfortunate decisions in this episode, because I think it was just... Yeah, so, I agree. With I that. just think it was just so much of a like a tab beast to film. They said it's seven months to film all the parts of this episode. And I think they just got lost in a little bit because even Brand later on going, "I'm going now." It's a badass moment, but then he's gone. He's like, "What's he doing?" Like he just went up to show us the Night King, but that didn't help anybody else. And then he's gone the rest yeah. of the time. And then when he comes back at it, like the very well, awkward moment, you feel like 
he saw something or did something. You're like, and again, we don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. But in that moment, it's just not well placed. You know what I'm saying? It, it, the way the structure of those movies usually work, you're like, cool, cool. And I do like. I didn't notice this the first time. I noticed the look from the Night King, but he says that stuff, and Bran looks at him, and then he looks down at his chest. You notice that, and he looks back up at him, and that's when the Night King like cocks his head, and then that's when Arya comes. Around. I was like, yes, that's awesome. Like he knows what's gonna happen. Like. Yeah, and I, like this is like Bran has set this in motion, right? And I, yeah, to me that whole thing, Bran is, um, yeah, that that to me is like the the deaths that they did are just so beautiful. The Theon stuff is amazing. He's such a badass. He took out like fifty of the people while he's fighting for him with that spear. Yeah, he he's, he redeems himself. And they have and, such and a beautiful moment. Bran they have a, says some nice things. Well, to even him before that, they never say, says anything nice to anybody. Yeah. But he says two nice things. Yeah, he says to before him. he's like, "You got you back here to home." He basically says what he said to Jamie, but he says, "This is your home." And then after that, that's just a great moment. He just says, "You're a good man." And he says, "Thank you." Yeah. You're like, "Oh my god!" And he, Alfie Allen, does such a good that, job. He's like the one person that could tell him that that would mean the most. And he knows what's going to happen. He's like, "You're going to die now." So <laughs> I'm sorry. And all this, yeah, and we need all too. the moments. Like, okay. We need all this stuff to happen. Like I get it. And but Alfie Allen does such a good job. He's such a under, like, <laughs> uh, underrated character or even an actor in the show, just because his character is always like, eh. But it's one of the most emotional parts of that. It's even more emotional a little bit than Jorah in this because you're like, you're like, oh my god. But Jorah, even Jorah, like they, the way they shot that and the way that's played, he's getting slashed. He gets, he's basically a pincushion. He, he keeps getting back Boromir up like a, award. but he gets that back up like a badass. Just even how it's shot, yeah. it's like this he's, is awesome. How he's doing that, you know. And the moment they they fall, you just see him just collapse. He's like, okay, thank God. <laughs> he collapses. It's like that's his ending. That's his perfect ending. They both got. Well, they wanted. Yeah. Perfect. Very, very satisfying deaths. And that's where some characters. of the West, you know, we talk about fan service and we can get into some of the stuff, you know, some of the, I, this is just, again, we're, when we mess with this in Star Wars, we're just trying to interpret people's what, uh, criticisms as weird because it's just all over the place. Some of them are like, that's not what Game of Thrones is. It's not supposed to make me happy. It's supposed to make me, I was like. <laughs> But this is that's the, weird to me. End of the story, guys. It's not supposed to like. I, I don't know what you. They're like. Are, are you? Be, would you be happy if the Night King was on the throne at the end, and that was it? And you're like. I kind of thought we were headed more in that direction. <laughs> I, what threw it's me not for a loop do that. is that's, the fact no that way. this is a satisfying episode, and that's a fat, a satisfying sort of conclusion to a storyline. But I really thought that the whole story, like from episode one, we were building up to this being the larger story, and now. But at the same time, I'm a little excited. I'm, I'm like, super well, Jesus, excited. what's the show about? What is happening well, And I now? hope they can end it with a big epicness or just with the characters and stuff where it feels like, okay, we get it. Because this is honestly... Yeah. And, I, <clears throat> and I felt that watching it and even watching it again. Think, thinking about, well, maybe more people should have died. And I was like, no, because if people died here, when you're fighting the dead, the death seems so pointless. It just seems like when all the Dothraki dies, like, what a yeah, waste. Yeah, because they're all cannon Like, fodder, what a waste. Fighting cannon And fodder. so Podrick dies just out there with these, like, hordes. You're like, what a waste. Like, so that's why they had to give them the way Theon, and they die. And even Leon, they die doing something, you know, to their honor or whatever. You know, they don't, it's not just, they don't get just run over by this wave of, it just feels pointless. Yeah, they paved the way for someone to actually make the hero. I don't know how Sam survived though. That's crazy though. I mean, that's the one where they're like, "Guys, come on!" <laughs> no way. I I like it because I mean, he's just on the ground crying all, and like hitting people. I'm like, 
<laughs> we're seeing the we're seeing the thing through Sam's eyes, and I really appreciate that. Well, I love like, the last. That's, that's one of my favorite thing. moments, though, too. Is that that almost makes the whole episode for John? I think where he sees him, and he's like, "Oh crap!" And he stops. Yeah, and, and he turns any back, other day, and he walks I'd go forward. over there and help him. But we have a bigger yeah, problem. And then he walks forward another step, stops, turns around, and Sam looks like he's getting. Like, he's like, "Nope, I gotta go, man." And I was like, I love that moment because it's just like, yes, that at least shows John's not just going, you know, like a, yeah. a squirrel. Yeah, you need to see a little bit more of that when you guys were on the damn dragons. But but okay, yeah. at least this way, face to face, I get that. Because you realize we all got a job to do and he's doing his. These We all die for nothing if we don't keep our eye on the prize now. And I get that. It's just, I feel like every time, every show or movie that has like a super powered anything always comes up with a dumb reason not to use it and that's the the dragons on this show it's like uh, we just assumed these dragons would be decimating the army of the dead and you establish why we have to be careful because they can throw us an ice spear and take them out of the air so they can't just do it you know indiscriminately but well that's why it's on, but, one of the things the kind of criticism of the show overall after the end of the second sixth season Problem. If you remember where Danny was at the end of that sixth season, <laughs> she had all the Doran, all the Iron Islands, right? All the or the half of the Iron Islands things, um, three dragons, all yeah. this stuff. And then they're like, we need to, <laughs> and all these advisors, the best advisors in the world, right? They're like, yeah, we need. And to, then like one episode, later. we need to cut that down a little bit because now, but I mean, to that, that's why it's been kind of like frustrating. And I guess I don't know if the show had to do that to course correct, but I do admit though, going now to next. season... <laughs> episodes i'm like how are they gonna do this they have like two thousand people or three thousand like what are they gonna do and have well they still have dragons sure but i'm sure they're gonna show up and there's gonna be like be dicey there's gonna be like 50 ballistas on those walls i bet i bet you they're gonna come back and there's like those things everywhere they gotta be well that's what i keep saying you can't put armor on a damn dragon that's your problem yeah i'm just saying like you don't have your guys all running out there shirtless because you know someone might shoot them. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't if know. You get two MVPs of the entire army, then armor them up. I'm excited to see what happens though. I'm I'm really excited because because you know and and like I say you know you always try to temper your expectation against you know the acknowledgement that they're telling a story and it's their story, and I'm like wow this this challenges my whole concept of where the show was headed. So I, I'm going to just see how this plays out. We'll see how this goes. Because you and I said it, too. Like, no matter what happens, that second episode of the season would have been a satisfying character conclusion right? for all these guys. And this was a super satisfying, fun Well, the funny thing, everybody in that room in that movie. room's still alive. <laughs> They're all doing that stuff. But like, oh, you guys are fine. Well, that's Tyrion. Yeah. I said maybe we'd live. We did. Yeah, so maybe he talked to Bran and he knew. I drink and I know things, motherfucker. That yeah, that was a weird, little tiny weird moment because he's like, "I gotta get out there, I gotta get out there." She's like, "No, you don't. What are you talking about?" Well, that's what I like about that. It's like you, this is not a time for strategy because it is pandemonium. I like how she comes there. back in like, and she doesn't she's say anything. Smart enough to know <laughs> they're looking at her. He just starts drinking more, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah." You're not going to look out at people being eaten alive by zombies and come up with an idea that no one thought of. Yeah. Not if you're the one that thought that both dragons should sit up on a hill while everybody. Well, that's what I think. I think, yeah, I think that's like, what I really. That was your time to shine. You blew I mean, that already. Unless you made this episode like two hours, 
I think they just shot way more stuff and had more plans for just all these elements, and they're just like, this is too much. They should have made like, it longer. Because I what think that whole crypt thing was just a wet fart, like we said, because, like, the the things coming out there, we knew that was going to happen cool, but then, then nothing really happens with it. They go hide, and then we don't see anything yeah, happening they, with it. It's, it's just, like, oh, okay. It's just drummed up. I Like I said, like, we realized that these two guys, as writers, they, they employ a little too much, like, drummed up. Right drama well, he's and, a, and they don't recognize and Tyrion's down the whole time is like I'm smartest like now he's all like all big on his brain he's like I could see something they wouldn't see it's like how about you see that there's dead people down here and, and, he and we're, yeah we're in a crypt <laughs> you have an enemy that they raises can the raise dead. the dead and you didn't see that you didn't see that coming so sit down it's like sit and everybody who watches this show saw that coming from minute one and it never occurred to you ever at all yeah, and we didn't. Surprisingly, we didn't get like what you know they they could have done a heartbreaking scene where you're forced to fight somebody you love. I mean, we saw Ed and Leon and them turn into zombies, but that was it. You saw them turn into it and walk well, away. They're also mummified and 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 decomposed. Oh, I'm not talking about down there. I'm just talking about in know. general. Like, say Brienne died and got back up. And oh, you mean one of the reasons? Like did. Jamie yeah, had to fight been. Brienne. Like Dollar Ed came back. Yeah, that have been weird, but we didn't. That seems like a drama thing you could do, but they just they don't. They just, this is so filled with stuff, and it's like that's. Well, also uh, what they've seen, they you would plow straight through one of those people if if you if it was someone you knew, there wouldn't be any drama to that. It'd be sad, but yeah. But they're all like making. Like promising to burn each other, which which you didn't do, Sam. He asked you to do one thing. What? He said, "Burn me." Oh yeah. So if I die. He ran away. Yeah, whatever. Just ran away. Well, here's the thing, too. Uh, That's why it's just again. I don't want to get into a battle strategy thing, but you know. Knowing that they would climb the walls, I would have lined those walls with oil. They were ready to light well, that's those what I'm saying. They didn't have like a real I'd had a dragon in there. Process where like this happens, this happens. Now we're gonna do this. Usually, we're used to that in battles. Like, all right, formations, and, archers. You know, knowing that he can raise the dead, you wouldn't have some kind of contingency like to burn the bodies or do something like some way. That's what I'm saying. Knowing like, that that's an obvious that's play point. that he's gonna make. I mean, people take that for granted, and I think that's why. Breaking Bad was so genius is that Vince Gillian like no people like this stuff like the process stuff because the process stuff is real fun when you watch it again you can kind of dissect it it doesn't have to happen it's just when you don't have the process stuff and then you do the stuff I dramatically I get why all those characters there I don't think you need more deaths I get it but if you don't have the process there to hide it when you get back to inside of the ramp parts and the end of the episode and there's like six mounds with dead bodies. There's no other soldiers alive but our six heroes. <laughs> Grey Worm, there's Tormund, there's Jamie, there's Rand, there's Potter. Yeah. Those are the only people that look, look like they're alive. You're like, name. okay, guys, this is a little much, right? It's like, are they the only people like still there? It just seems like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. It's just like, ugh, this, guys, I'm rooting for this because I don't make this dumb. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that's where the rules of the world start to right. break down. Like, I mean, the rules of of the fictional world always been to the narrative, and that's. I okay. mean, you always get that. Like, you how did they get Stannis out of the Blackwater? He was all the way in that castle, and they pulled him out and brought him back to the ship and left. I was like, how did that work? He was, you know, who knows? Yeah, we were watching a video where they were saying how the show used to be about the Game of Thrones in that, like, it wasn't a setup and payoff; it was cause and effect. Like, you would do something, and that would cause you to get killed. And it made sense in that political environment, right. even though it wasn't 
satisfying from a storytelling perspective of what you wanted to see in a show. And now they've sort of eased into a standard setup and payoff style of storytelling. And it feels weird because we're expecting something horrible to happen. And these characters make what seem to be dumb blunders and they survive. There's like more deus ex machina kind of moments. They're paying for their payoff, and that's kind of like plot armor because they don't, it doesn't matter. That's true. Yeah. Anytime they messed and, up before, and you kind of think, go, oh, he's going to have a big moment for this, so we're building to that big moment. And what the decisions that these characters make don't seem to matter as much because they seem to be driven by what the story is going to allow for them to do. And that takes you out of the story. Even though you don't want the bad things to happen, it takes you out of the story when you feel like the character's decisions don't affect what becomes Well, I kind of feel like the show took that turn. And I, everybody's like, it's brutal. And other people are like, Game of Thrones isn't supposed to be like that. And I was like, I don't think Game of Thrones is that brutal. <laughs> Honestly, because Ned and the Red Wedding are totally... The reason why they work so well is that, yeah, I get it. They're going right into that. They walked right into that. I get it. After It's surprising... But it's not like the the one where I think the show might have changed into that reversal, like set up payback or reversal with payback was the Obert one. That was, and we talked about like five episodes. And of that. even that was one guy. But he wasn't a super important but, character. But it was just, just such a built. That up. was the only punch in the gut that I felt like, like, and that's from George R. R. Martin. Well, that's because in the show right it now. was the same problem, like, like we said with 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 Arya and Sansa last season, and that built up arc was just built up and built up and built up and built up, and then they had a payoff that was positive. And we're like, yeah, I was really happy to see that payoff, but the buildup was so annoying because it was so repetitive, and it was deliberately stretching out that emotional tension. Well, the Oberyn thing was the opposite of that. You you knew where that was headed, and you just built us up and built us up and built us up, knowing that it was going to have a negative payoff. And, it, and that's why it felt so disingenuous we're like i feel like you manipulated that feels like now reverse into what now i realized was not a very important because that's just a decision you know what i mean like that like the reason the other ones are so great because we can thematically go back to their decisions i like what you said there they're cause and effect yeah like the red wedding and ned like, oh, and cause yeah, and that effect. makes perfect sense yeah, it's like you get it you're like yeah. oh you know what the moment you did that they're thematically cause and effect too it's like the moment you forsook your, your honor this is what happens to you. And then also the Red Wedding. I was like, you can't do that and mess with people. This is, you don't get plot armor just because you're the lead of the show now. And you're the, it's like, you can't mess with these people. And they warned you. And everybody warned you. That's why I feel yeah. like it's something Everything that Everything was going to be fine. And, you, and that's what's weird about the show is that they keep warning Danny this whole time last season and nothing happens to her. You're like, because they're like, hey, she's a little. And I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But that's like a weird, they do, I don't know. Man, I guess she lost her dragon last year, so that's part of her punishment for one of the things. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, it just is when it's like just a decision they made. And like, I mean, Oberyn could have died or not died, but even the way it's done is so horrible. I was like, oh, God. It's like. Well, when you read the book, that character is not even that important. Right. Like, in retrospect, when you look back at the storyline, you're like, that character is not that important. It's like it was built up. With the knowledge that that was where it was going to end, like they wanted to sort of fish hook you along. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if and George it, R. Martin, the problem is, is like, it, it works. This is just then, part of the story, and now it doesn't work. Yeah, if it's just part of the story, it's like you know what? The last minute, this guy from he finally I don't know him that well, but he said he'd do it. But on the show, when you get Pedro Pascal, and like he's so awesome, you're like, yeah, and he's so amazing. And he's like, this is an, am-. and they have like 
my favorite Game of Thrones scene ever. That's when you tell him the story about that's just a baby. Like, that scene makes me cry thinking about that scene. It's so amazing. And he's just like, I will be a champion. And then, like, it's, oh, that one hurts. The Red Wedding and stuff don't hurt me because I watched them again, like, with my parents. Like I said, it's like, this is brutal, and this is really just well, so well done, but it doesn't feel like a it's gut It's such punch. a, it's such a, like, sometimes people, like, don't even believe it. You're like, it's a subtle difference. But when the Red Wedding happened, it happened to them. But when the Oberyn thing happened, it happened to me. Yeah, because it's like I feel like I, my like relationship you did with that him got for the audience destroyed. reaction. Yeah, like you, like I felt like we were man, manipulated into liking that character more than he deserved because you knew what a brutal end he would have. It really, nothing negative in, negatively impacted me more than that moment, which doesn't matter that much in retrospect, but it shows like. When you hear about people now who are like really upset or, or confused as to where the storyline ended up, you do wonder like were they were they strung along? Yeah, that's the thing too. You're totally right. Though. I'd love this is like a whole paper. I wonder if the I guess it doesn't hold as well for the books. But I mean, even when they're following the books later on, like it's straight away. But like even like say something like for that's what's just so cool about when you watch the first season because half of you is getting into this world. Part of getting into the world is you accepting these rules, and it's like, oh, I guess if that happens, that happens. They get pissed, and then that happens. You know, you're try that cause effect's already there. You know, you're looking for reasons why things are, and who gets mad, and yeah. what the rules of it are. And that's why the thing is, Ned, you think you got it, and then you're like, oh no, my rules of TV have mixed too much into this. But even stuff yeah, like, yeah, I didn't understand the world that we're in. But even stuff like think about, think about John, because especially in the books, John getting voted the night commander lord commander right of the night's watch in the books he's like 17 but think about what he's, he's done all these things that are worthy of note right so if you're writing just mm -hmm. a cause and effect and like the story is like this is little really why would they vote for him that doesn't seem like he's ready for that yet blah blah blah. but in a cause and effect world it's like no they would probably do that <laughs> you know because he's yeah, right he, he's it doesn't make sense yeah. for the story maybe because it seems a little too quick but that and that might have been too quick because he wasn't ready for it and gotten kind of portrayed by the you know, but cause and effect wise, yeah, they probably would want to do that to him, <laughs> which I think. Is, and in the book, again, and in the book, Sam's like campaigns like for weeks and stuff, right? It's not just the one conversation. Oh yeah, that's right. So I get it. That's interesting. I like that. I've never thought about that. Or that is totally true because you're, then we're just waiting for like Tyrion messed up. He messed up again. What's gonna happen? Nothing. Okay. Oh, like, yeah. I should have looked. I should have referenced to who it was that did that video. Now I feel bad because that was a good point, and I'm not sure who actually posted that on YouTube. But I do. I do like that distinction to say everything was sort of clinical in the early days. Like if you did something and you missed out, then there was a consequence, and it may not be something we like to see, and it may not be a moral. Well, and that's where it works against the people in this episode. Because they got people used to this setup payoff thing, right? Who were like, set up, payoff, set up, payoff. Azorga High, Prince that was promised, that's John, that's Danny. Set up, payoff, set up. And then Arya kills him, like, how can she do it? It's like, wait, from every episode she's ever been in, she's been training to be an assassin. Out of yeah, any character. Her whole life. Like, that's cause and effect, though. Her journey is like, there hasn't been a beat in this story where you didn't, like, she wasn't on that path to do what she just did. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I love that that they you belabored know, it half when she's of over Arya's there. death list. She's forgiven. The other half have almost died on their own. Right. Like her, 
her transition as a character, like her moral transition, she killed all the from phrase. wanting to fight death. She killed and a whole fighting house for the living. Yeah, like that was her last like massacre act. I don't think she told uh, anybody that either. It's like no, yeah. Let's keep that under our hat. So it's like that. Like I think because nobody knows. Like only Sansa has an inkling that she's able to do that, and, and she didn't explain the extent to which. She can and do that's why they even try to do a little bit of in setup in this season too. That you know he's she sneaks up him in that very Godswood, and you'll how'd you sneak up on me? Which is that's where they're gonna go with that. And in this one, yeah. we get well, the, and that's what people were saying in the videos is like Bran gives her the dagger in the exact spot where he does it. That's that she awesome. Taking right out the Night King, and that's the dagger. I mean, there's so many the ways the that it was actually show, alluded to. Too, yeah. And they were saying, yeah, that's yeah. So for people who are upset because they think it came out of nowhere, it's like, well, that's not necessarily. And that dagger's true. like a thousand years old too. It's like it could have been part of, you know, forged from some other thing that's like legend and stuff. You're like, yeah. Boy, that's like, I saw someone say that. Like, what if that was part of Lightbringer? Yeah. Like, maybe, but who cares? Who cares about like, that? That stuff's fun is, to talk none about. None of that stuff matters. It doesn't matter for in, the story because the story doesn't care about it. But, like, I, yeah. It's all been towards that moment, though. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, and even this one, it's like, that's just done so well. I even think that, I don't even think that was meant. They said they'd known for like three seasons, but I don't think when she, I think that was just a cool line that they said back then with the eyes. Because they didn't have yeah, blue eyes just, as the last they, eyes like, took... back then. I was like, that's a retcon. I was like, but that's fine. <laughs> well, and someone pointed out, like, when she repeats the line, she says, blue eyes last. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's very telling. Well, but in the original line, she just kind of throws it Well, she's the first time like, she's like, oh, brown, brown eyes, blue, blue eyes, eyes green, green eyes. It's not, you're like, okay, sure. Um, but then, come on. that's. It's but it's a good great. note to pick up on, though. If they did we that, already had said so it with cool. her doing, you know, nothing Jon Snow to John. I love her t- saying these lines, these iconic lines. And the fact she says, what do we say to the god of death? And she's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, that's... Yeah, that, that's a good callback. That's right Melisandre's character's climax right there. It's like, you're worth it for uh-huh. all of this. There's a lot of good stuff. Like, Yeah, that's a great thing. And she just looks at her, walks away, and runs away. And then I think the episode, they said this in the behind the scenes, but I think they did a really good job of making you forget. I at least forgot about Arya. I was like, you know, because it's like 50 more minutes go by. You're like, okay, okay. And you figure something's going to Yeah, and there's happen. a whole bunch of other shit going on. Yeah. And then people are like, how did she do what she did? That I was like, is she just... is real. Aren't we, isn't this what happened? There's a corridor of night walk, or right walkers, right? He walks up through them. She just ran through them and jumped up in the air, right? And leaped up in the air real quick. She didn't, like, leap 100 feet from, like, over them or something. She just ran through them real quick, right? Because she's super fast. And she's, like, an assassin. Well, and if you watch that episode, there's a, sort of like a gust of wind as yeah, she goes Yeah, because you go by them real quick, but they the, can't the hear generals. her. And she's super quiet. It's like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, she's trained by the faceless men, man. And she does the drop, and they that, already, they already pulled out. They already people say this is out of nowhere. It's like, this is the biggest payoff ever, because what, what was she going to do? Like, sneak up on Cersei? That was, like, her whole life goal as a character? Like, this is a much more interesting use of that skill, of that unique well everybody's always said cersei's like she never even interacted with cersei she has no i mean yeah she just hates her in the abstract she had her on the list kill cersei if if anyone was just going to do it face to face i'm she her joffrey would be more appropriate for her joffrey's the only lannister she had any interaction with that she didn't like cersei but if, if we're going with real prophecies like that witch that predicted like the deaths of all of her children it means it's going to be jamie or well, well that's, on the show they didn't do that part of it though, so who knows? Remember, on the show they just—well, I guess that's true. They just did the children part, 
and they did cut out the. But one assumes they sat down with George R. R. Martin. He told him the basic outline of how the, the series ends. Yeah, I think that how that happens would have to be. Somebody was saying that. that maybe this the Arya thing might not have been necessary. What his part of like what he told them. But I think they said... Well, some of the videos I've seen online said, you know, the Night King never appears in the books. Maybe he never appears. Well, shoot, I don't know. They said they know him for three years, like, and three years is when they talked to him about it, too. So... I don't know. It's, it's Oh, you're right. The Night King is not in a The idea in the that book, right? maybe that was never going to culminate into anything real show, in the books. Scary stuff. And never will. Like, oh, wow. Like, that blows my mind. They introduced the Night King in the TV show. He never... Makes an appearance. In and there's the only books. two books left, so you might not know. Yeah, that's funny. But you know, when you start changing your your view of what the story is, it's like I had this very specific idea of what the story was, and now I don't know. Well, now it's like we had two of these. Like we're going into the season, we didn't know, and now again, I'm like, <laughs> like it's more like how are you that's gonna fun. satisfy? It's just like, and now this will, we'll see the end of this, and then probably immediately after this show is over. Martin will start writing books again. I, say, I think our only two predictions are what? Or your predictions are the Jan- Tyrion wildfire something, right? Well, I'm sure that wildfire... Well, is, Tyrion's like, got to do something. I had a, a, They're building I, Originally, up. I thought that the White Walkers were going to march on King's Landing and they were going to blow up the city with wildfire to stop the Night King's army. Now, it could go either way. Either they're going to do it to stop Cersei, or Cersei's going to do it. She's going to become the new Mad King. I got excited blew when up like, I thought that King's Landing with everyone in it. They showed that scene of the preview and it looked like people were coming out. I thought, are they letting people out of the city or something? That'd be cool. So they can just torch the city. <laughs> like, I don't know what that's. Or they was. were just, or they were just putting like the the poor people all around oh, them. Oh, that's as, what they're as, doing. Yeah. Because <laughs> they know that they're not going to attack. Tyrion and Daenerys don't want to harm the innocent. My my just, my oh only my predictions. God. I don't know where. It, my still what I said. I think I the more I thought about it, I heard somebody one person mention it, is that I think it ends with like a seven kingdoms. Like there's not one king. It's just a bunch of like city states or something. Yeah, I, think I would that's rather a good see ending, that. I think. Now I don't I think know that's what a to good hope ending because you get Sansa in the north, right? I don't think she's gonna die. She'll be the lady, you know. Maybe her and Tyrion. Maybe Tyrion will live. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'd like and that. Then, I guess they they mentioned the the, the podcast I listen to. They mentioned that theory. They're like, yeah, I think maybe they called. I guess the area around King's Landing and I guess Harrenhal is called the Crownlands. That so, that's what that would be called. So somebody could be there. We still got Bronn out there too. It's gonna do something. <laughs> yeah, gonna get I the, guess that crossbow they're walking. They're gonna hit with the crossbow. Man, that's the one thing I'm worried about. It's like. That's oh, that's set up payoff yeah. bullshit. There you go. That's something in motion yeah, like, that I don't care about. That is so true, man. That's I like that theory. We need to find that video because that's what's so made. I mean, good stories when there's really good world building that made the show so interesting and not feel cheap earlier on is that everything that happens it feels like it's part of these larger rotations of the wheel of motion in this world. You know, like. These things just happen. They happen because of this and this. You know, she's. You know, that's just. It. Well, right. I need to go back. You did it, but I didn't watch the whole rest of the show. I need to go watch like all the earlier seasons. I mean, whenever they, they get stuck in the storylines, and you can tell that. You can tell that uh, George R. R. Martin just gets. He's like a discovery writer, like Stephen King. 
But I guess he goes back and plans. And not, I think that's why he's taken so long is because I think at heart he's a discovery writer that had to set up an outline, you know, of the story. And then he's just stuck in like because he even started writing this. He well, reading this. He just I'm, read that first scene with the direwolves. And he's like, I guess they're part of House Stark. Okay, that's a house name. Okay. And he just started coming <laughs> out with names for kings and stuff. Like, I guess that's part of from the north where there's a, you know, from the south. Well, that's a good process. I'm sure that he hasn't been writing because there's no there's no value to writing that book right now. Like, after this show's been off the air for like a year, when that new book comes out, it'll blow people's minds. Right. But coming out with a new book while the show's still on would actually be counterproductive to the books and the show. Yeah. But once the series is over, and then he's like, well, here's how I really imagined it. And not at all adjusting to audience reactions. This is how I planned it all along. Yeah, this is, yeah. yeah don't worry so about it. That'll be interesting to see. Well, this will be fun. I'm, I'm glad. I, I, I enjoyed this episode. And I'm glad to see what they're doing with it. It's very weird for me to, to have a, a concept in mind of where the story's headed and, and have it shift so dramatically well, and hopefully so we I'm get like, some juicy stuff in the next three episodes. I was only worried about the next season the next episode would be little but it's an hour and a half just like this one and it's again watching the trailer it looks like it's the first five minutes it's like them burning the bodies them kind of debating where to go them celebrating then on the yeah, ships yeah we get to see the, the north probably warm up a little bit to Daenerys since well, literally too and winter over now yeah. too right winter's gone I don't know. Night's over. The long night lasted like a night. What seemed like a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, well, like, as long nights go, that one was pretty short. So I'm just really interested to see. I'm just really interested. What I'm interested, like, just I mean, you think about from your battle plans. Like, what's our plan? Aren't technically the Dorn army still over there? They just need ships to go get them because we're the Yar and then on their way to get the Dornish army and then they got. I believe attacked. that was correct. So they could have some people. The over Dornish there. don't even have their own ships. They're so useless. Well, they're just drinking wine. Dorn and, doesn't really factor into my my vision of this world. I just wonder what's gonna God happen. You gotta imagine it, cause like, here's what I imagine the show does though too. The you gotta imagine both those dragons are dying by the end of the season too because. Well, yeah, because it's about it's magic going going level the, the playing field. Right? They killed the night king I also forever, see... so he's gone. <laughs> I want to see the golden company's elephants are like the size of those mastodons from Lord of the Rings. Oliphants. To yeah. justify <laughs> that expectation. It's like, oh, well, I see. Yeah, these elephants are kick-ass. Oliphant, no Frodo. Oliphants. But, so... And that's what somebody actually did make that point, too, about these battles where compared like there it's hard to do like this because what game of thrones does is they put you down into people's perspectives whereas mm -hmm. lord of the rings never they do that during moments but you're like flying with the race and stuff up there and doing dive bot you know what i mean you're following them like you get a well, you yeah. get like a video game look of the battlefield and stuff happening and it's not a personal chaotic viewpoint of it so, so yeah i get that it's pretty cool. I mean, we kind of have that at this because the dragons, so you kind of get... And they had a beautiful shot where they're above the clouds and the moon. I, I just paused oh, it when yeah. I watched again to look that at the moon. Because, awesome. like, and what does their moon look fun, like? It's like, like dogfighting with... Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, their moon's like a different planet, right? So it's I was like, like an apple let's port. see if there's anything weird about that. I was like, yeah, it looks like a moon, I guess. There should have been, like, three moons or something. But yeah, exactly. Why does he even have a moon? This is, like, Earth 2, though, to. basically, I guess. But... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just a mixed episode. I think it's kind of 
it kind of gets buried under its own weight. It has some amazing moments, and for just for what the story does, I love everything for the story. I love Arya is just the perfect. And it was surprising, and they did a good job of making it. Even though she did all the stuff and it was awesome, they made it surprising. But she's the perfect candidate. If John did it in that fight, if he had fought him there and did it, you're like, okay. <laughs> and it had been fine. Yeah, it had been fine. But the fact that it was just, Arya, I really do like that turnaround. That's her biggest purpose. Yeah, that's a great purpose for her to do that. So she can chill well, out Well, and I keep saying like more... that's a redemptive arc for her because instead of like saying, I can't wait to meet this face of death, it's like, you just killed death in the name of life. Like, that's the biggest turnaround you could have as a character. Now the only thing I'm worried about is because the show doesn't handle interpersonal drama really well sometimes with people we like <laughs> together. Yeah. So I'm really worried about, you know, Sans and Art, Daenerys, and we're getting back to that conflict now. What I'd really love is they just get on the same side and have like some awesome Ocean's Eleven type, you know, plan to get into the King's Landing and do all this stuff. Like, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Like, and you want Tyrion to have something to do in all that at this point because, you know, as a set of got to wear some faces had or Tyrion something. have all these plans that have gone wrong. Like, so you would think that the payoff there is that as so- sooner or later he's going to do something right. Yeah. It's gotta and be. that seems to be the kind of payoffs they do. It's like, like it's not a big turnaround. It's just, well, he got this wrong, got this wrong, got this wrong, so he'll get this right, and that that's payoff. But now I'm just, I'm, I mean, Jon Snow might be, as much as the main character is, he might be at the top of my, Cersei and Jon Snow are the only ones that I th- are more convinced will die. Cersei, obviously, I think. She's got to die. I just want Cersei to die at this point. We want her to. That's but now all the show is about for me. But I think John might die too, even though I, I know I said it about Captain America, because <laughs> they're the same. But I know, and we kind of called it wrong on both well, counts. When you but think if you, about it. well, I still stand by my. He's a man out of time. He introduced time travel, then he's not a man out of time anymore, and he can get the past that he wants. So that's cheating. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> like, especially the way they did it, we could have a whole other yeah. That gets into. They had a great model for time travel, and they broke it. They have it right at the end. Like, wait, well. <laughs> I definitely don't want to get too deep into it, but but they I saw in an interview where they acknowledged that that yeah he definitely didn't go back in time to their own timeline, so there's more to the story there. Well, that, that's why I saw the I saw Joe Reese was like, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, shut up, dude. That's like that's your answer for that. Yeah, they have like a weird. So, they even though they made fun of Back to the Future and that they have a weird like quasi like they start doing a quantum thing which is real and then they go, but it also reverts back to well, one timeline. Like, they do what a lot of movies do. They make fun of a movie to forgive themselves for ripping its plot off. Because basically, they pull Back to the Future too completely. <laughs> like that's oh, what they're no, doing. Yeah. But it's, yeah. But in order to forgive that, they say, "But our our concept of time travel is completely different. So this is Back not us ripping off Back to the Future too. Totally not that. Back to the like, Future it's exactly is that. <laughs> yeah, that's like crap. Time travel. No way would we ever do that. Go back and see ourselves and talk to ourselves and all that. Stuff. It's like, yeah, you do exactly. Yeah, that. you do everything then. You replace it. It's great though. It's yeah, I love that's it. That's about one thing but, that like but, this but, yeah. is like went against ex- Game of Thrones went against expectations at the end of Arya and then this being over with. But the, everything before that played out like we thought it might. You know, this is gonna happen. I mean, maybe not the way you wanted to, but it's like yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why sometimes it felt a little flat. Whereas Avengers, and we can get into a whole episode about that, but Avengers is like, <laughs> I can see why all the reviews and we talked about it last week is like, you just imagine something crazy. You're not going to expect what they do just from, from character standpoints. So like, 
They just took so many swings, huge swings. They did, I love they, it. Like you knew it was the last. It was the last. But they didn't have they to do any so of that. They didn't stuff. have to do any of the stuff with Thor or Hulk or any of that stuff. They could have done a very straightforward even version of this, and they did it. No, and it was they, awesome. they're like, this is our last shot. Let's <laughs> it's just do all awesome. the stuff we ever thought they, about. Yeah, they just went all out for it, and people love it. Two yeah, two hours of that great. movie is just talking. That's it. They the last <laughs> fifty minutes of the movie is just talking. And, it's, and everybody loves it. Every I see ten year old kids just sitting there watching it, and I was like, "Man, this is crazy that you guys pulled this off." Like that's so. Oh, there's little kids in the theater, like toddler level kids, and they sat through all three hours, until the very end, when when all the action is over and everybody's like at a funeral, and then the kids are like, "Yeah, yeah," and then the parents want to sit through the credits too. They're like, "What's happening? I told Why are we still here?" I'm take Alex's weekend, but her favorite. She likes Tony Stark a lot because we, I've told her before, I was like, I think Captain America's there. I think Tony will live. And I guess some stupid, I was like, don't let kids spoil it for you at school. And the, the very after Monday, she's like, you know, you said don't spoil it. Some kid, he was talking and he said that Tony Stark dies. I mean, pissed at you that if they, that's true. I was like, I didn't, I didn't make the movie. And I was like, well, what's your next favorite? So I was like, what are your favorite characters? And she's like, Black Widow, Tony Stark. I was like, oh, all right, well. <laughs> it's going to be a rough weekend for Maybe you. we won't watch the... <laughs> We'll wait till it comes out on Disney. <laughs> but I, just real quick, and I will get into Avengers episode, but that, even just talking about thematically and stuff, we always thought that, you know, he's, Captain America, like Jon Snow, is a thing out of time, so he doesn't have any word to be happy. And then the idea is that, Tony had already given it up or not, or, and I guess they're just proving the point that they hadn't yet. They hadn't gone fully, but the the they earn it so. They just found a super clever way to do both of those. Yeah, they things, do it but not the way we and give it to him really the ultimate sacrifice for Tony, right? Because now he's really gotten what he should want, right? He has the real life that he should have, and then he has to get that up. But the moment then when Pepper, she's great in this movie. The moment she goes, we'll be okay. You can rest now. I was like, oh my god. I was like, that's such a, yeah, I'd say, horrible. because you realize he never, it's just like goes back to Iron Man 3 where he was like that. You know, he's like, he, he's never he's, been he able to He can't rest. rest. Yeah. He cannot stop freaking out about people. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> just, that whole movie is like, oh my God, I can't even go cry like five times in this movie. And, this. and it sucks even that one because it goes like dead quiet. So everybody's like, I'm fine. I don't. So, yeah, that's a, yeah, we'll talk about that. We got to get, hopefully, I don't know if Greg's seen it. Yeah, if we can get the larger group, maybe we can do one to break that, that down. That was excellent, if everyone will see it. Spoiler alert. Because that was, would be a fun was, one. They really did it. And this will be fun. But we'll keep doing keep doing the Game of Thrones. Yeah, hopefully they land the ending as well as that. <laughs> that's, you know, emotionally. That's what... Uh, it's all bonus at this point, even if they blow it. So I'm on board no matter what. If, if the next three episodes somehow were horrible, then I was like, well... We still had some good moments. Because that's the thing. I wish they get the battle. I hope whatever battle happens. But I hope that last episode maybe has some of the emotional payoff like the second episode did. You know what I mean? Like that's true emotionally. I just don't think (laughs) we've seen all the action we wanted to see out of this show. I don't think you can do it all with battles anymore. Well, they're going to do something. You're going to have to do something more clever. Well, there'll be action. I mean, I'm I'm sure that. There's got to be a battle for King's Landing or something. How big it is, I don't know. But... It'll be a more guerrilla warfare. They can't really march in the city. <laughs> so they're going to get Davos to smuggle them in. Yeah, onion stuff. He goes, fermented crab. Get yourself to your finest <laughs> establishment. You can poke a hole in it on, man. <laughs> so. 
All right. So yeah. So so that's good. We we'll, we'll keep coming back. I mean, we've got three more to go. So not too shabby. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That'll be enough for now. I don't. Not too many more big movies coming out. Culture's over. But um, that's it. That's yeah. It. No more Avengers. The whole thing's shut down until Disney Plus starts up. We can start a whole new podcast about the Disney Plus. I saw something today that said that they're in talks to do a Willow TV series oh on Plus. Really? Like, ah, love it. He could be in it. He could be like the Solo. Willow. Solo was like a. You would think, oh, it ruined the expanded universe because they don't want to make these movies anymore. But they immediately just pivoted. Like, now we'll just make all that stuff into TV shows. It's like, oh, that'd be even better. Do that. So now everything they were talking about maybe doing is a sort of one-off movie. They're like, well, how about a show for Disney Plus? Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, even in, even in, yeah, even all the stuff in Endgame, you're like, well, Loki, what, where's he? Oh, that's his show. He just went off into his show. That's where he went. Yeah, <laughs> WandaVision takes place in the 50s. I can't wait to see what's yeah, yeah, that going is. on with that. But then you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? I bet you it's not going to be called Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's going to be Captain America and the Winter Soldier because now that's, Buck, you know, that's... I don't know. Okay. Yeah, now who knows? They that's, better call him Captain. Now I'm super he's, excited. He's Captain. I was already excited. So it's like, yeah, that, you can see how that plays out, and that's even a great way to test that. You know what I mean? If people, that's cool enough that people would want to see that more and more. You know, or they go, oh, they're well, and even if that it doesn't open the door for more movies, keep making more TV stuff with. Yeah, it. if you if they can make it with the same amount of money, but make stuff as good as Game of Thrones, that's like the new, you know. And they're not going to do binge thing. I told yeah. you they're going to do week to week. On stuff, so that that we could be. Oh, that's fun. Uh, well, it's what seven dollars yeah. a month. The the price point. Who would turn that down? So now that we might find our next monoculture sh- shows in there. And I just read that the Ghost Rider from Agents of Shield is getting a Hulu show. Like the actual. So they got a spinoff. They're starting the the, the Hulu as the R rated outlet for their Marvel. Because oh, they own like ninety percent so of fun. Hulu now too. Yeah, they own they own the major share in Hulu, so Hulu's got to. I what I'd love to see them do at this point is, since they can't develop the individual series that for two years, I'd like to see them pull an Avengers like they did with Hulk and like, well, we're not going to do a Hulk. We'll just do a show that has Hulk in it. They should do that with. We'll just do the Defenders. It's been two years since you canceled that. Right. And we'll bring all the characters back. Or we'll do mashup shows that have Daredevil in it. Well, now we'll it's exciting that they have whatever. money, and it's like these shows are continuity now. They're not; they're canon. So, even if something starts in the show, they could lead off and do a movie and stuff, right? That's like they're playing there, and they can experiment yeah, with it. stuff in these shows, and then become a movie later on. Because that just, you know, which is cool. Yeah, that's I mean, that's definitely where I want to see the Star Wars stuff go from. You're not like, you know. Yeah. Now that you have a different outlet, you don't like, have to make a I mean, movie. That's the thing. After stuff. episode nine, I was I like. I just want to see it. I mean, hopefully it's going to be amazing. But then it's like, that's what we need. That's what we wanted. We wanted the saga, you know, that to be. We wanted three more movies. And hopefully the first two are great. This one's going to be great. And that's it. You don't need no more movies there for that. And then we'll wait for those other ones whenever. But we just have TV shows. That's all I care about, you know. Yeah, if they're that quality. They look like the Mandalorian. You don't looks. have to do the anthology movies, you do the anthology TV shows. Perfect TV idea. shows are more fun anyway if they're made of the quality of games. Now you can make a Lando TV show. Yeah. Young Lando. That's what I'm talking about, guys. Come on. 
Well, that's what we felt like when we watched Solo. I was like, I like this. I'm understand how people do because it feels like I just want a TV show of this. <laughs> well, we said that. Wouldn't it be great if it was just a TV show instead of, like, you don't have to spend $300 million on this? Me. And that's what it looks like, basically, what The Mandalorian is. I'm like, great. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. That's what I wanted. That's the model. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll, they'll, they'll get on board with that. So. Well, they, they got it. I don't think they need us for that. They were. Yeah, they got it figured out. We figured it. It's it's fine. The movie made one point two right. billion dollars in a week. In one weekend. <laughs> Jesus. We know what we're doing. We got it doubled the biggest record before. That's a good. Oh my goodness! It's only a billion away from. Meanwhile, we're still trying to beat Avatar. It's at one point six now, and it's only been less than a week. So you guys just got to get a two point seven to beat Avatar. So yeah. I think we're gonna so do we'll, it. We'll see about that. I'm seeing it again. So. Anyways, right. Game of Thrones. So we'll talk we'll some more Game of Thrones later on. Go to TV8MyDinner.com for more Game of Thrones and TV8MyDinner episodes. We are not. We haven't done a Cloud City After Dark in a while, but you can go to CloudCitySocial.club to catch, catch up, up on those. Star Wars trailer Hopefully and all that stuff. We'll do some more of that stuff. Yeah. And uh, but, uh, but until next time, my name is Sean. My name is Andrew. Thank you, Sean. You're a good man. Thank <laughs> you.